Welcome to the club! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. And what is leverage, you ask? It's a strategic advantage. It's the power to act effectively. It means the publishing company wants you more than you want them. It means the record label needs you more than you need them. It means you have a reputation that you're bringing to the table to make deals with as opposed to please believe in me and my potential. I promise I'm going to work for you, which they've heard too many times. Uh, You need leverage. That's what you're going to have to have to succeed in the industry at this point in time. And that's why we called it the climb, C-L-I-M-B. Do you see how I ran that? Uh, (laughs) At this point in time, we called it the climb. Creating leverage in the music business. And uh, my good word man, my friend, Brent Baxter, lyricist extraordinaire, is uh, the one who came up with that. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and on a regular, on a regular, he connects you to the pros and gives you some opportunities, some at-bats. You can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They help you find your sound and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves and so you can get paid. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That is production singular, no S, and there's no S because there is no other. Johnny D. What's happening, man? <laughs> hey, I'm just playing with the intro and it's failing miserably. <laughs> but I'm doing all right. Good. I like a big I like a big pregnant pause. Pregnant pause. Just preggers pause. Yep. <laughs> uh, there used to be this uh, there used to be this DJ, uh, not a DJ, but he had a big show. I can't remember his name. Tom his first name was Tom. His la- I can't remember his last name. He's out in LA. He had a syndicated show, so he was in a lot of markets and he was like really, really like edgy and kind of like a little wicked, like a afternoon Howard Stern kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But um, he used to always have the pregnant pause in, in his <laughs> intro. Like he would read like, uh, like that was like really, it makes me think of that. But every That's time funny. I wish I knew his last name. But what are we going <laughs> to learn today, Brent? It's your episode. All right. This is exciting. So today, okay. If Listen, if album credits make one thing perfectly clear these days, is that it as a songwriter, it is smart to write with the artist. There's no denying that, right? You just look at mm-hmm. the billboard, look at the singles charts, say who wrote it. Oh my gosh, that's the artist's name, right? On so many of them, you open up, if there's, there used to be a thing called liner notes and you buy a physical product, you could look at it. But anyway, yeah. if you look it up, you notice one thing, it's smart to write with the artist. However, not every artist is worth your time and your creativity. So today, I want to give you some red flags that mean you should probably not write with that artist. Oh, red Ooh. flags. Yes, red flag, baby. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But first. Okay, well, yeah, let's take care of a little bit of business here. The Climb Podcast is proud to partner with Disc Makers. They've been supporting indie musicians before indie music was even a thing. And by the way, we got an uh, interview with the director of marketing from AVL Digital, who owns Disc Makers, coming mm-hmm. up here uh, in probably about a month or so. Um, When you're ready to make your CDs, DVDs, your vinyl, or distribute your music and videos with customized USBs, 
www.discmakers.com. That's D-I-S-C as in Charlie, M-A-K-E-R-S. Discmakers.com is the only place that you need to go. And while you're there, click on the Guides and Resources tab and download some of their excellent free guides. They've just revised and expanded their home studio handbook, which has a ton of great advice and information for both newbies and studio veterans. You can find them, again, online at www.discmakers.com or give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. Right on. And what else can you find in the Guides and Resources tab? All kinds of goodies. And what else? Um, oh, a little podcast? Our podcast is right in that That's right, yeah. So if, you, if for some <laughs> reason you're just mad at iTunes, you're just mad at theclimbshow.com. <laughs> or if you, you have an Android. Disc makers <laughs> yeah. under Guides and Resources, and you'll find us right there, too. Smiling. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, hey, um, make sure you spend some time and, and – um, search us out on the climb community join the climb community if you haven't done so already we're inviting you in we let everybody in as long as you got a picture on your avatar there so you don't look like a bot um lots of good people helping each other with songwriting questions with um with marketing questions conundrums um hey man i I did this and it didn't work has somebody done that and it's a really pretty active community i would say i think there's Mm -hmm. a lot of you know there's a lot of stuff going on in there and brent and i still it's not so big that, that we're not – I feel like it's rare if we miss something. That, yeah, we try to keep an eye on things. Yeah, we keep an eye on things. And, um, you know, I'm posting lots of marketing stuff that we're doing and the results and just kind of sharing it with the climb community there. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, I'm posting stuff of, about, uh, you know, new, new songwriters and artists getting signed and that kind of stuff too. So a lot of stuff that we don't get to on the show. A lot of news, yeah. A lot of just mm-hmm. news that's that's news you can use that's is in right. there and, uh, and a great resource for you just to check in. So, hey, do that and subscribe to the podcast. Make sure all those episodes on Tuesday and the mini-sodes on Friday come right into your little player and get organized neatly and you can listen to them whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Five seconds. Okay, it's 30 seconds. And uh, uh, leave a rating and review. A five-star rating, if you can, let, let everybody know what you think. Is it helping you out? And the people who are kind of looking into checking us out are going to make some decisions based really on, on the feedback from, from people who leave remarks because they're not going to trust us until they're right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And finally, the, the, the greatest compliment you could pay to Brent and myself would be to share this. If you share the post on your social media, if you talk about it on social media, tell a friend, hey, this is a killer podcast. You should listen to this. There's some good stuff in there. It's going to help you expand your audience, help you write a better song. Um, you know, the, the song title challenge is just awesome every other mm. Friday, man. That's just such a great exercise, man. Let them know. Turn them on to it, okay? So with that. Yeah. You ready to dive on in? Let's dive in. Let's dive in. All right. So what we're talking about, not every artist basically is one that you should be writing with. Just because you just because you have access doesn't mean you need to take your time and your creativity with that artist. And I know that may be counterintuitive because I've been there going, hey, if they can sing, if they're if they say, call themselves an artist, I need to jump on this train because what if that's the next Taylor Swift and I can be Liz Rose, right? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Okay. Let me just start off with one exception. We'll throw this out there and then we'll move on. If the artist is already a star and cuts their own songs, I mean, they do write for themselves. Okay, definitely write with that person if you get the chance, all right? Do it, be thankful for the opportunity and bring your best work. That's just one big caveat, but yeah, it's there, okay? 
So the rest of this stuff can be kind of, you know, definitely applies. But if they're already a star and they're cutting their own stuff, go for it. But this is for those artists that are hopefully on the climb up, you know, that aren't, don't have the deal yet. Mm -hmm. And you want to work with them. So, all right. Here's the deal. Most stars, however, or most artists aren't stars. They're unsigned artists who hope to become stars and maybe they look great and maybe they even sing great. And I know that in those cases, it can really be tempting to like go all in with these artists in the hopes that they'll make it big and take you with them. Again, they'll end up being Taylor Swift and you can be Liz Rose who wrote a bunch of that early stuff with Taylor and yeah, you know, this little 16 year old girl that people were like, why you spend all your time riding with this 16 year old girl? And now Liz is, you know, she denied. So <laughs> she's not starving another. <laughs> yeah. She still hears Tim McGraw and is like, I wrote that. All right. So, um, but most artists don't become stars and here are five reasons. Many of them are doomed. All right. And you don't really want to hitch your wagon to a star that's about to fall. All right. Ooh, this is good. So if your artist and John, you're going to love this. Okay. Um, if your artist co-writer or potential co-writer is doing any of these things considered a major warning sign, these artists probably aren't going to make it. So I'm sorry. Sorry about that. But all right. Red flag number one, doomed artists disregard their fans or their potential fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know this, this is going to trigger John. No, no. I know. So in the old music business, right, maybe you could get away with being mysterious and aloof and, you know, have all that. Like, I don't know who they are, but, you know, I want to find out more but I never find out anything more. And so there are all these rumors about like Michael Jackson, how he used to sleep like hovering five inches above the bed. And when I was in, 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 in an third grade and, yeah. and, and, and all this stuff. That's emerged in his own submarine off the coast of California. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're in the social media age and you can't be too cool for school. All right. So again, the Taylor Swift, she's one of the biggest stars on the planet and she built her career by loving her fans. She mm-hmm. surprises and delights them. She cares about them. And in return, they care about her. Yeah. So if your artist expects, expects their music and only their music to build a legion of raving fans, they are sadly mistaken. And if you're taking all your time to ride with that person, you're sadly mistaken too. Let's yeah. like number one. So Johnny, just go talk for the next 12 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to keep it short. <laughs> I'm going to go you well, You know, I'm jumping up and down. Like, oh, I'm, I'm just goodness, setting I'm you gonna... up. Listen, my, his, mystery is history. And I'd still deal with artists who have been in this industry for a while. And it's very difficult to work with them because they, uh, the new industry is counterintuitive to that. But you have to understand that broadcasting is one to many. And uh, one to many, the social proof factor comes into play, right? Mm-hmm. So when everybody's doing something, we all want to do it. And mm-hmm. even if it's evil, even if it's evil, even if it means mm-hmm. like, um, you know, punching somebody in the face and uh, UC Berkeley because they have a differing political view than you do out in the middle of the street, mm-hmm. you would never do that by yourself, especially if you're going to Berkeley because you're probably loaded and cost a lot of money to go to Berkeley and you probably came from a really good background mm-hmm. and you would never have the character to do that. But when everybody else is doing it, it feels like it's okay. Or yeah. throwing a chair through a, a local business owner's, um, you know, front glass window and, and taking stuff out of it. You'd never do that. It's against the law. But mm-hmm. right. everybody else is doing it, it feels like it's okay. And so here are these highly educated people from really wealthy backgrounds turning into animals. And um, why? Social proof. That's broadcasting. Creates social proof, good mm-hmm. or bad. It's what happens, right? War of the Worlds, if you know that story, everybody panicked because they thought that, yeah. that that's social proof. That's broadcasting. But to you were mentioning Taylor Swift, 
it's very easy to confuse with an artist like Taylor Swift where uh, it's received, um, it feels like one to many because she's got 112 million Instagram followers, right? right? That's one to many, right, Johnny? And I think we talked about this before, but when was the last time you and your buddies or you and your girlfriends all popped open a, your buddy's got some beer or your girl's got popped open a bottle of wine and hooked your laptop up to your big screen TV and you all sat around the coach couch and got cozy and looked at your Facebook feed together. <laughs> Never. Boom. Bomb, right? <laughs> Drop the mic. Like that doesn't happen because it's all, it's Taylor Swift puts something up there. It's one to 112 million, but it's all received one by one, one-on-one. And in a one-on-one exchange, there is no social proof. The only thing the other person cares about is, do they care about me? You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. there it is. If he doesn't, if he's aloof, he's got an attitude problem too. I can tell you that right now. He's aloof. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So red flag, number one, doomed artists disregard their fans or potential fans think they can just be cool, put out good music and the fans will just magically find them and right. love them in a one-sided relationship. One-sided relationships are pretty doomed. So second yeah. red flag, doomed artists are waiting for a hero. So is your artist friend waiting around for someone else to make their dream come true? Are they just killing time until they get discovered by a manager or a booking agent or label who will do all the hard work and open all the right doors for them? Uh, See, the artists who are likely to make it, though, they have a great work ethic. Their attitude isn't, who's going to let me? Their attitude is, who's going to stop me? Yes. They get off the couch. They get out. You know, they get off the couch. They get out of the studio and they hustle. They book their own shows. They connect with fans. These artists are the ones who are likely to be discovered because these artists are the ones who are discoverable. Yeah. So because they're doing the work. Exactly. So yeah, if you're writing with that artist and they're not, they're not hustling, they're not working. I've made that mistake of wanting it for an artist more than they wanted it for them. Yeah. Because they're a good hang, maybe a good writer, great singer. And you're like, ah, and, and I'm hanging on to hope and I want it to be real. Right. Yep. Cause I want to, I'm, I'm in the room with this person and they're a good hang. I'd like to see that good stuff happen for them, but they're not out there kicking butt and taking names. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've wasted a lot of songs, a lot of titles and a lot of ideas and a lot of time on good hang. It was fun, but it wasn't advancing my career and it was hurting my career because those are days I could have been in the room with somebody else who was hustling. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's something you have to watch out for just because you want it to be true. If they're just waiting for a hero, man, they, they got to be a hero. Know that it doesn't work that way. If you're a climber and you're listening to this podcast, you know that's not, you know that's the case. You know, we're, right. we, we edumacating people here. Yeah, we, this is nothing <laughs> new. But just looking at it from a different angle because we've talked a lot to the artists about being that person. But you know what? Hey, artist, I hate to tell you, this is how we're talking about you when you're not in the room. Yeah. Hey, we're out with that person. He's a jerk. Yeah, so artists, you just leave. Don't listen to this. This is fine. We're just going to have a little chat with us songwriters here. Good to see you. Avoid them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You ready for number three? Yes, sir. All right. Number three is doomed artists treat music like a hobby. All right. So this is similar to the previous red flag, the, the person who's waiting for a hero. So while the last type of artist really wants to succeed, but they've given away their power because they're waiting on a hero to come and, and make stuff happen for them. This artist on, on red flag number three either doesn't really want to succeed or they're just plain lazy, right? This artist is probably naturally very talented and hasn't had to work that hard to get some attention. 
Mm-hmm. You know, attention just kind of come naturally. They just naturally have a good voice or, or some charisma, whatever it is. And as a result, they've never learned how to grind yep. or they just aren't willing to. Everything has come easy. But you know what? Just, you know, you can get away with just kind of natural talent when you're playing high school ball. Mm-hmm. You go up to college, you can get away with that a little bit. You get to the pros, you're no. dead. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> is as talented as you are. Everybody doesn't have natural talent. They have like insane superhero. They are one percent of one yeah. percent. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, they're fast. So fast. So fast. And the so large. Count Lyman can outrun you. Yeah. <laughs> Who used to win track all the time in high school. That guy can kick your butt. In the right. He can outrun you carrying you. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's the truth, man. <laughs> Ridiculous. Song title challenge. I mean, it's, so if your artist isn't working that hard, it don't, if you can get enthralled by that again, their, their charisma in the room, how everything sounds great when they sing it. And once in a while when they do end up on a stage, it, it seem, they seem to connect. But if they're not hustling, they're going to get beat out by some art. Okay, think about those artists that you just don't get. The, the artists of whatever genre, you're like, why are they a star? Like if you look at them and go, they don't sing great. Mm-hmm. They aren't great looking. Yep. So they don't have those natural, you know, things that you would think are kind of, you know what the, you know what the, the driver is then? What's the difference maker? Hustle. Work ethic. Yeah, hustle. Work ethic. Yeah, man. Like, there, uh, I remember my, my, uh, my boy Mark O'Toole was, like, working with this one girl, insanely talented artist. Mm-hmm. And, but she was, like, a trust fund baby. Like, mm-hmm. she, like, her parents owned, I can't remember what it was, but you would know the name. Like, it was some major freaking brand name. They're billionaires, mm-hmm. you know? She yeah. didn't care. She had a deal. She got all the people stumbling all over her for the, for her talent and mm-hmm. she could care less and she didn't have to. And it's kind of sad. Like, I mean, I hope that she, I didn't know her personally, so I don't know if she was happy or unhappy, but I, I meet a lot of people like that that are unhappy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, cause they're not doing something, but man, the, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta want it. There can't be a plan B. It's You know, learn how to recognize when you were, you said like, well, the, I see that often, like the singers who just could make miracles happen, singing the phone book at the age of three. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. you said, they get a lot of attention. Yeah. And then couple that with a mom and dad or a mom or a dad mm-hmm. and who are falling all over them because they're just so proud of their talent and everything like that. And so they just get praise, 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 praise. And they never get work, 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 work. You're right. Yeah. And so it's reinforcing a bad mindset. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's just going to turn out to be poison. Mm-hmm. That's right. And not the good Bill Biv DeVoe poison that we yeah, all know right. and love. Poison. Right. No. <laughs> the bad that was my best beatbox. Sorry. That was, for the people well, who can that was your best. Out, for the rappers in our community, I humbly apologize. We can just edit that out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, they have to grind. If they're not grinding, if they treat it like a hobby, that's all it's ever going to be. And you are not going to make a living and make your career off somebody else's hobby. Yep. Right? As songwriters, we are kind of dependent on them to do their thing. We can help. We can support. We can encourage. We can't go out there and make their careers happen as yeah. songwriters. We can give them hopefully great songs, but that's only part of it. 
Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Yeah, you know, we can throw that message in a bottle in the ocean, but what's going to? Who's going to blow right. it to the to the next island? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, so red flag number four, and this kind of uh, kind of ties these all kind of dovetail into each other. But doomed artists act entitled. Okay, uh-huh. so I don't care who your artist friend is, the world does not owe them success or even attention. Just because they care about their music does not mean that anyone else has to. Why should anyone else treat them like a star when they are not a star? Yeah. So entitled artists usually don't have as much hustle because they feel like success and attention should be handed to them, should be bestowed upon them by the mere fact that they want and expect attention and success. It doesn't work that way. That kind of attitude will turn off folks in the music business and it, it eventually it will turn off fans too. You yeah. won't work as hard because you expect it to be given to you. You're going to go out and grab it by the throat and drag it home. That's right. And, and, and you make bad decisions. You know, you make bad decisions when you're entitled. I've had that happen to me. I've had, uh, I, I offered somebody, um, I considered offering them a really, really big gig, like a really, really big producer. Mm-hmm. And um, they uh, screwed up like immediately. I, I was concerned about it because they had like a, you know, on the live thing. He's killer, right? But like in the yeah. studio thing, the person would get inside their own head, spin uh-huh. out, start worrying about what everybody else is thinking, and and just couldn't perform, right? Yeah. Like and play, and and the artist had a, a ton of talent. I wouldn't have, you know, this this player, I w- wouldn't have given him the opportunity. So did it like twelve hours, not even twelve hours, like five hours later, just a hot mess downtown, and making me regret that I mm. offered it. So I took it back. And then went a different direction. We're 20% of the way through the record and the other direction failed. Same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Failed, shut down, couldn't, uh, you know, egos got in the way with this This producer. This is a huge producer, you know, hundred million Mm -hmm. records sold. Just do what he says. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to like it. I mean, you know, like just do what he says. Like he knows what he's doing. Like learn something and walk away. Uh, So that goes sideways. So I bring it back to the other the, the original person and I'm like, here you go. 
And here's the opportunity for him to work with me mm-hmm. to finally clear the air, right? To prove like, okay, I can do this now. And um, I can get the opportunity to work with this big producer. And there's a budget, get paid mm-hmm. to do all of this. But hey. And that person chose to tell me why they were disrespected. They should have had it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it was always theirs. And I took it from them. like, man, the other person that I, the other route I went was like, like a hit songwriter, like that made a crap load of records. Yeah. And they just rubbed with the producer. It was a, it was a personality wasn't thing. Wasn't a good fit. Wasn't a good fit. And, um, and that happens sometimes, but, uh, that if we're talking entitlement, that person's way more entitled than you. Like they got a longer track record and you're, you're, this is what, this is what you're coming to me with. And so it went away from them again, you know, Mm -hmm. the entitled thing, man, I think some of that is, you know, the, the product of the, um, everybody gets a blue ribbon, everybody gets a trophy for participating Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. But the other thing is it's a protection racket. And that's the, that's what you got to look out for. Like, like it's a protection racket of you get to say, you get to blame everybody else and because it's certainly not you because you're entitled and mm-hmm. it means you don't have to look at yourself in the mirror and you don't have to improve and you don't have to right. do any work or anything like that. And that's just, man, that's toxic to be around. I don't care who you are. It is. Yep. <clears throat> so stay away. You yeah. want people that are, have an attitude of gratitude, right? Yeah. Humble and thankful. And they're going to work harder because they know it's not going to be given to them at the end of the day. They got to go out and they got to earn it. So they're going to hustle. Yeah, that story I just told, the guy's like, you, you just wanted me to kiss your, you know, Green. butt, but he said it in three letters, you know, right, and yeah. I'm like, I never asked you to kiss. Or efficient. I just said, you know, what, what's wrong with taking a check and smiling and saying thank you and getting the job done? You know, <laughs> right. that is not kissing anybody's butt and not for nothing. Like, he was super cocky about it. I said, and you know me, Brent, yeah. I, like, if he would have done the job, crushed it and came back with all that same rhetoric. I'd have been like, yes, high five. I don't mind a cocky when, when, when you just laid down the law. You know what you I mean? When you, just, it, yeah. when you just crushed it and you're like, I'm the best. Like, I, like you, yes, you are. Thank you. Because you just saved my butt and saved this project. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like everything after the project, totally high fives. Before the project, you're an idiot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. So just side note there. But entitlement? Mm-mm. Yep. <laughs> you ready for the next one? Yes, sir. All right. Well, let's recap real quick. So we've had, uh, what do we got here? Let me shuffle through my papers. We've got one, doom artists disregard their fans or potential fans. They are going out there and trying to find their audience, find their tribe, right? They're going to love yep. their vibe. They're not doing all that stuff. They're just working in a vacuum and think some magic going to happen. Doomed artists are waiting for a hero. So they're hoping one day when they get discovered at, while they're slinging the bean at Starbucks, somebody's going to come through and hear them humming over yeah. the, and this is going to get a record deal. away. <laughs> on their white chocolate mocha horse and whatever. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Half calf. Hey, look, right? it's Biscotti McQuarrie, and he just got discovered <laughs> Starbucks. Um, I used to have a bunch of names for country music. I used to barista. I can't remember now. Uh, I remember, that's the one I remember, Biscotti McQuarrie. <laughs> Starbucks. I have to think of some more. Anyway, uh, number three, doomed artists treat music like a hobby. If they treat it like a hobby, that's all it's going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even if they win the lottery, like we talked about last time, they're going to be broken about two years and they'll be back out of the game. So never mind. I'm not going to do you a whole lot of good. Number four, doomed artists have an entitlement mentality. They act entitled and it's going to turn off people in the business. Uh, I'll tell you, and I'm going to leave names out. Not that it would matter. You won't know the dude's name because he's entitled. 
Anyway, uh, so I got in the room with him and artist. So a buddy of mine and I were writing and he's like, hey, there's this guy that got recommended to me and he's an artist and recommended by this. Person. OK, well, sure. Let's, let's try it out, you know, and got in the room and the guy spent way more time just kind of kind of belly aching a little bit about opportunities he didn't get or opportunities that somebody else got that he felt more deserving of than he spent working on the freaking song. Yeah. I never want to work with that person again. I'm like, right. you make that good. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's all right. Sounded pretty good. So that's like, yeah, I mean, it sounds pretty good. Let's try it, you know? And uh, so the, the guy I work with, he's my buddy that I trust. And, you know, we're in the room. He's the one that brought this guy in. Great guitar player, good melody guy. Uh, a good singer, but not the right voice for what we were writing. Mm-hmm. You know, just not the right lane. But he's great on other stuff. So, let hey, let's try to get this guy to sing this work tape of the song that basically my buddy and I wrote without him mm-hmm. while he was in the room. In spite of him. <laughs> Almost we wrote it through him. Yeah. But, hey, a good singer. Why don't we you know, get the free vocal out of it? And so he came over. He laid down you know, guitars and stuff. And that dude, it's been a couple months. And the dude still hadn't even worked on the work tape for us. And I was just on his Instagram and he just happened to pop up in my feed. Cause you know, I, I followed him before we were going to work together. Uh-huh. I don't see diddly on there much about music. I got more <laughs> followers than he does. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, but he was acting entitled and just, it was such a turnoff. I was like, no dude. Yep. I can let so much other stuff slide, but I don't want to be in the room with this negativity. When you're so, a pro which, and you know how hard, how much work it takes and how hard it, you've got to dedicate yourself to do it. The entitlement thing is just that it's a turnoff. It is, which you recognize like you're not aware you're a rookie. You're mm-hmm. it just makes you instantly subordinate. Oh, don't want to be around it, which leads us to red flag. Number five, doomed artists radiate bitterness or negativity. Yeah. So believing that you won't succeed is a self-fulfilling prophecy. I never thought I'd make it, but I've made it for 10 years now. No. <laughs> Said no one I ever. Mean, there's that humility <laughs> thing, but if you really think you're not going to make it, you're not going to try as hard. If, yeah. if your artist friend really believes that he or she is help, being held down by gatekeepers, publishers, record labels, or whatever, and that is what is keeping them from success, run away. Yeah. Okay? I mean, we've had whole episodes about that. What's really holding you back? Yeah. The Johnny episode. The, this negative, bitter attitude gives away the artist's power. And it gives away their ownership over the situation. They've allowed themselves to become a victim. And this attitude will repel most real music business pros. I mean, it repelled me when I was writing with Mr. Unnamed Artist, who probably won't ever be anything. Mr. Unnamed Entitlement Artist. Yeah, yeah. because I'm like, okay, listen, we're here. I don't even, I didn't even met you before today. <laughs> you know? You're, you're killing why, me. <laughs> why don't we work on this song? Why don't we do something to change that? Why don't we write the song today that's going to give you, create some opportunity for you instead of using the time Billy Aiken about some opportunity you missed? Because you know what? You're missing another opportunity. You're right missing now. an opportunity to write a song right now. Yeah, that that's life. a good point. While you're talking about all these opportunities that you missed, you're, you're missing in the one. process of missing one. And you're screwing with mine. <laughs> yeah. Get off my boat. Get off my boat. <laughs> Get off my plane. <laughs> right. This is not a hobby. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, so like I'm having a negative attitude, but I'm not. I'm a wonderful, happy person. Um, all right. So what's even worse than than this bad attitude, you know, repelling people, this worse is when it becomes contagious. And you do not want to catch a negative attitude from an artist or anyone else. Before you yeah. know it, you'll start seeing all the reasons you can't succeed and all the reasons 
somebody's holding you back and all this unfairness and whatever. And you'll stop seeing all the reasons that you can and will succeed. And yeah. that's a big deal. You got to stay away from that. I mean, yeah, you need people who will love you enough and help you enough by being honest with you when your yeah. work isn't up to par, when it isn't up to standard, right? You need mm-hmm. that. Otherwise, you don't know. I was right. I, I had a, a recent uh, coaching call with somebody and uh, without getting into much detail, basically, hey, uh, I'm thinking about making the move to Nashville. Friends and people out here really dig my stuff. What do you think? And apparently, that was the first professional opinion this person had gotten. Oh, so everybody likes my stuff as mom and dad. Uh, or friends or my whatever. Girlfriend. Yeah. It just, it, oh, oh, I hate to be the one to break it to you. You know, this, the songs just weren't there. The craft just wasn't there. Yeah. But, you know... It, Man, so you need people that will be honest. And I was honest with this person, you know, while being mm-hmm. kind about just, you got a ways to go. You know, here's some spots. But um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, but yeah, so you need those people that are love you enough and support you enough to be honest with you, not just be yes people, right? And just say yeah. whatever makes you happy <clears throat> in the moment. So those you need. What you don't need are people that are just negative spewing poison. Yep. That stuff will go viral and you'll catch it. And if you're... I mean, I don't see people that are on their way up or or on the top that are belly achers. Yeah. And just seeing all gloom and doom. You might see that on their way back down. Yep. But the people that are out there crushing it are going out there because they believe it can be crushed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they're and they're just working. I got so I got two things to add to that. One mm-hmm. other, like number six. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> is the artist who's unaware actually just had this conversation over lunch with a publisher who's very close to this artist that is um, uh, the, the publisher's relationship is so close with the artist that they're um, she's kind of like a manager almost, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, yeah. it kind of blurs into that line, which is weird. Days. Yeah. And they, they write songs together, but she's like that friend. And um, one of my, and Randy, my, uh, from Barfrog, who had some dealings with this artist. Artist comes in uh, and sings like a killer singer, like really good. Like mm-hmm. it's got a certain thing mm-hmm. in the voice that is unique and interesting and not, you know, it's identifiable. It's yeah. just, and, and, and not even almost from a tone thing as much as this, the, this some inflections that, that she would do. But um, the artist is um, not uh, the band stinks her band stinks mm. terrible like mm-hmm. when i saw him like oh my lanta like it's like a high school band or something yeah you know and it's a country thing and the uh, guitar player is like doing finger taps on like a like a explorer guitar in a country band like eddie van halen and up <laughs> and, and you're like wait what and and yeah. the drummers like it's like i gotta take drama mean to get through the show because the was <laughs> all over the place and that stuff really gives me like you know, it makes me car sick. It really does. And um, <laughs> car sick from a drummer. <laughs> yeah. And, and when, and when, you know, you get motion sickness, right? He's like, Oh no, yeah. no. Like, uh, and, and uh, Randy just got to this one point where he had to tell her, like, look, it's time for you to, you know, do this. And the artist gets defensive. Mm. They're unaware of, of the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's, but it's as clear as day. This is not subtle. And then, and then they had a producer that produced a song or two for this person. And the song that they're trying to go to radio with the song that they're trying to 
like this is our work of art and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then the mandolin on the track is mm-hmm. like nowhere even near the pocket. Like it's it's a terrible recording. Yeah. And and it's it's not done right. And so the publisher was trying to say, hey, like we gotta redo this. No, no, no. The person that produced this is awesome. Like here's here's the resume. Here's why you're mm-hmm. wrong, basically is what they're saying. Yeah. And this is a young artist. Okay. Yeah. And the mom supporting the young artist. And it's like, uh, wow. You know, so somebody's like unaware and sort of in that bubble too. That's another one that's going to be toxic for you. All the talent in the world. Mm -hmm. Good songwriter. Good songwriter. Great Mm -hmm. voice. Money. She's got money. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, check, check, check. But but literally, yeah. Can't see the forest of the trees. Like, you know, all these people telling you the same thing and you're not stepping back and going, hey, maybe I need to reevaluate this. You know, it's like. Like this, this is pros too. This isn't good. Yeah. Like, okay. Like instead of that, like, you know what? I believe this about the producer, but prove it. Like here's, here's a hundred bucks. Go get a friend to, to recut the mandolin mm-hmm. and send me back a rough mix and let me compare the two so that they can see it. They can hear it. Yeah. Right. But so that's that thing that I was thinking. I was just like the, the, the unaware artist. And then the final thing, just from like a business perspective, all these different to- sort of toxic things, remind me of like one really, really important lesson that I learned just in business, which is like sometimes everybody has like that one customer, right? That Mm -hmm. is the biggest pain in the butt. (laughs) They pay the least amount of money. They take up the most amount of your time and you're trying to do the right thing and you're trying to be a good person. You're trying to do good business, but sometimes there's, there's a customer that's just better off with the competition. Yeah. Sometimes you have to fire your customer. <laughs> Let so. them go. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let them go. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, so, you know, if they're just unaware, you, you can try to educate them, right? You mm-hmm. know, if they don't know about the importance of artists, turn them on to the climb. Let there us encourage them for hours, right? <laughs> We've yeah. 140 something episodes. We have hours of encouragement. We can help <laughs> them, right? Send to us. Um, but, then what happens? You know, these are, these are five warning signs you should not be writing with the artist. Now, here's another thing. If you write amazing songs with that person, like the artist you're talking about, great songwriter, right? Yeah. It might be worth, worth it to keep writing with them if you treat them like a non-artist co-writer. Yes. So in other words, don't wait around for that artist to, that artist to take these songs to number one. If they're great, pitch these songs to other artists who don't have these red flags, right? That do have the work ethic and the attitude and the mindset, all that stuff that we're looking for. Now, if your artist co-writer does not want you to pitch them anywhere, like, no, these are mine. Don't go anywhere with them. What you do is you take these cool songs and you use them to attract new co-writers. There you go. You move on. (laughs) So one way or the other, you can make, you can make lemons out of lemon or, you know, lemonade out of lemon. Getting good songs if nothing else, get new co-writers to replace this person that's going to be an anchor and hold you down. So I know this may be hard to hear. I know it may force you to confront an uncomfortable truth that you've been ignoring, but I, you know, I've personally wasted too many songs, too many days on artists like the ones on this list. And it's not, I mean, and I was talking to someone else about it too, uh, recently, another pro. And uh, we're talking about, you know, writing with the artist thing. It's not just, I'm writing with a baby artist. They may blow up and therefore I can hitch a ride on their, their bandwagon. It's like, no, are you focused on that? Or are you focused on writing their deal getter? And do they have these, the list that you think this is a good investment? Is mm-hmm. this a business I want to invest in? Cause you are investing in that business 
we're all limited on the time and, and all this stuff. Uh, but also, uh, just because you're riding with them, they're riding with other people too. And they're riding with other pros. You better bring the thunder every day. It's not enough just to ride with that person. Yeah. And then I wrote with some artists that aren't great writers, you know, and I can only write so much of the song. I'm a lyricist. I can, mm-hmm. even if I'm on fire that day. You're not bringing the melody into the equation. I can, yeah. <laughs> I can die and help mold and encourage the melody, but I'm not writing the melody, right? Yeah. So I have a lot of mediocre songs with mediocre artists who never went anywhere. And I mean, I have like a whole catalog. I feel like I one of my publishing deals. <laughs> no longer at that. A bunch of songs like that where I was chasing that thing. And I wasn't going, where do I get my best songs? I get yeah. my best songs with, you know, these certain co-writers. And instead of really just focusing on my crew, where I get my best work, whether they're an artist or not. Mm-hmm. And then really being really picky about which artists I write with because, you know, do they check the boxes or they, do they really look like a good investment? Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I waste a lot of time. And so I don't want you to waste your time that way too, climbers. You know, I want you to get the most out of it and to invest in the right places because we only have so much to invest. Um, but anyway, I hope you guys avoid my mistakes. But listen, there's, I have a, a little, little trick or treat here for you a month after Halloween. Uh, I have a gift for you. It's called Think Like a Pro Songwriter. It's an ebook I'm giving away. So you just go and you can download it, have instant access to it. It's at giftfrombrent.com. Again, it's an ebook, Think Like a Pro Songwriter, just to let you in on some of the mindsets, some of the lessons I've learned from my time in the music business. And it's at giftfrombrent.com. And hope you go check it out, which serves you well. That's what I got. Right on. I love it, man. Well, listen, that brings us to the end of another climb episode. Uh, Join the climb community if you haven't done so on Facebook already. There's lots of really great information there on a daily basis. People helping people, lots of questions answered, lots of relationships to be made. Um, Excuse me. uh, Subscribe to the podcast and make sure all those episodes come right into your podcast player every single week. Take a 30 seconds, right? 30 seconds. Leave a five-star rating and review. Let other people know on a public forum what you think about it. Tell your truth. And then finally share it. You know, put it on your social media. Put it, uh, tell a friend about it. Let other people know that this podcast is really helping you out if that's the way that you feel and, and let them know. So, uh, you know, we're, we're here. We do this all the time. Twice a week, we created this podcast because we want you to win. So keep on mm-hmm. climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.